This is CliffCentral.com. Here's Anthea with uh, This Morning and the Money Shot. Good morning, Anthea. How are you? Good morning, Gareth. I am fantastic, thank you. Good. We had a wonderful week last yeah. week. Yeah, isn't it nice oh. that you come in here with some good news for a change? I mean, last year, you came in here looking glum most of the time. This is true. And it wasn't because, well, it's not because you're a miserable person. It was because there was just generally a lot of malaise and bad news. Oh, absolutely. And last week, the market was up 5.7%. And we had some negative days. Eh? Actually, on Friday, mm. there was some profit taking. So it was just, and I was in all the right stocks last week. Some of nice. the banks were up 7%. Do you still own your commies? I do. Because we bought them where? 450, 480, somewhere around there. Yeah. They touched 670 last week. Oh, that's fantastic. Isn't that exciting? So banks absolutely going, all the local shares really, except the property shares. So the property shares are still under pressure. Last week I was in here telling Ben about this, in inverted commas, anonymous report that had been released on the Friday. Bank shares on Monday morning opened down 15%. Oof. I know, and then just carried on down. That was like the only negative on our market last week really. So Naspers, which traded before Thursday below 3,000 rand a share, is back to 3,400 rand a share, which is wonderful. And by the way, just on this Naspers, I, I'm, I, I can't, oh, it's, <laughs> it's one of those at the moment, because like it's on a 45% discount to its underlying value. Right. And I can't for the life of me explain why it is trading so cheaply. I saw a report the other day saying that it is value, is value now because Tencent released their results a couple of weeks ago. Tencent has been flying. Um, is now 5,300 and something rand a share. So why it's trading at 3,400 rand, I don't know. So of course I'm still holding on to my nice purses. And then in the US last week, Pretty much the bond market seemed to be the nemesis for the stock market because everyone's now pricing in these U.S. interest rate hikes, not just three this year, but actually four. They're expecting the Fed to kind of come out and be quite aggressive. And we all know how this works, right? People go to where they can find higher yield. And not that the bonds are yielding very high um Percentages because there's a lot like 2%, but it's a risk-reward situation. So our 10 years – now trading at 875, call it. All right. Um, while the U.S. 10 year is about 3%, um, which is high for the U.S. 10 year. And so you'd think they'd still want to come and invest in South Africa and get 8.75% rather than 3%, but actually it's a risk situation, you know, and then there's purchasing power parity. And so then if they withdraw their money from South Africa, the RAND will be worth less than the U.S. dollar and that sort of thing. That's, that's kind of the issue around that. Um, so lots of things, lots of things happening. We also had the unemployment number, South African unemployment number, come out yet last week. It decreased to hmm. 26.7% from a previous 27.7% well, in the fourth quarter. Cyril couldn't have a better intro, right? I Absolutely. Mean, he starts off with that. Yeah. So, so granted that that is seasonal because it was the fourth quarter and generally companies and especially retailers employ more in December, right, for Christmas. I think you're absolutely right. I think, I mean, absolutely right in bringing up Cyril because I think that's his real challenge. And I, after listening to the sermon, I think he's cottoned on. I saw an international labor organization report 
last week. That said, it was they reported in January that South Africa has 6.1 million unemployed. And America, where the population is six times greater, have 7.2 million. UK, France and Germany together have the same amount of unemployed people as South Africa. And South Africa has the same population as France. What did I say? UK, France and Germany. Yes. Mm-hmm. And we have the same population as France. So we have a real issue when it comes to unemployment. And I, I, like, I really want to talk about this for a bit because I think it is not the government's job to employ people. Um, in fact, I've sent you a graph that shows how our public sector is by far one of the largest. But it's, it's huge. It's bloated. A, totally and unnecessary. 2.7 million people employed by our public sector. Right. How ridiculous is that? I mean, it is just absolutely mind-blowing. We're worse than almost every emerging market country and developed market countries. And what value do all these public servants add? Very little. Okay, so so that's, that's kind of half the point, right? So how do government fix this problem of unemployment? It's not their job to employ, but it is their job to create an environment that allows Public for service, delivery, and all infrastructure, that kind of thing. Infrastructure, yeah, sure. that's how you do it, right? And then you let private companies employ those people. And I read somewhere that the uh, private sector only really starts impactful employment when GDP growth is 2%. So that's like, so kind of by our, that sort of priority argument, you know, Cyril really should focus on GDP growth, infrastructure spend if we have money because, oh, talk about money. We've got the budget coming up. Oh, this is going to be, they say already very unpopular budget. So gird your loins, everybody. They're about to take a whole lot more of your money. I'm afraid so. Because they've got to plug a hole, you see. So in October, when we had the medium-term budget speech, the hole was 50 billion rand. Right. Then your your then president, our ex-president, oh, wow, isn't that great, said that he was going to offer free tertiary education, which we calculated would add another 40 billion rand to the budget deficit. Well, let me just, <laughs> just explain, according to what Anthea said just now about public service. Now, in 2015, which is already... A couple of years ago, uh, we had the highest percentage of our GDP being spent on government employees. It was about 14 or 15 billion uh, rand. Is that about right? Is or, it a percentage? Or, no, sorry, sorry. For, yeah, sorry. 14, 15% of the total GDP is being spent on government employees. That's a huge chunk. And, and what is, how does that compare with the other countries? And I reckon it's probably gone up since then. I mean, we've got more cabinet ministers than any other country in the world. We've got something like one-third of the total ANC membership of parliament are in cabinet. Wow. As you say, what are they actually doing for all that money? You know, ministers and deputy ministers, it comes to around 70-something people. It's insane. We've discussed this with Justice before as well. It's absolute madness. And if you look at the other emerging market countries, they're well below 10%, right? right. I mean, like even Turkey and Russia are below 10%. Right. So, yeah, I, I mean, it, it's just ridiculous. All right. So anyway, um, just a, something to think about there. We've got this hole to plug in the budget. Uh, whoever delivers the budget, Malusi, they say, is going to be the one to do it, who is playing Candy Crush during Cyril Ramaphosa's acceptance speech. Oh, yes. Priorities. Oh, please tell me that was uh, Photoshop. I mean, that can't no, be a real, real thing. <gasps> you know, oh, 
It's hard to tell these days, Anthea. I mean, <laughs> after discovering this morning that that pilot who apparently refused to fly a Gupta out is fake. Fake news. Oh, I, fake I, I, news? I don't know what oh, you believe no. anymore. <laughs> I just well, don't look, know. Disappointing. We'll take the good news on unemployment for whatever reason. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm happy that there's just a little bit of light on the horizon. Um, tell me quickly about Discovery. Okay. Well, uh, so Discovery put out a trading update last week. Uh, headline, normalized headline earnings per share between 28 and 33%. And I've been looking hmm. at this company because it has had a hell of a run. Like just in the last year, it's up 45%. It's now in a 25.8 times price earnings ratio, right? In other words, if you were to buy the share now and earnings were to stay the same, it would take you 26 years to get your money back. <laughs> Does not appeal what? to me. Yeah. That's what price earnings ratios mean, right? Uh, <laughs> so it's way too long. Exactly. But invariably, why do people then go and buy this company? Because they think earnings are going to grow. Right. And quite frankly, at their last results, um, and you make your own decision about whether it's going to grow or not. I think they've done a fantastic job. It's an innovative company. They've gone into China where the market is huge. Their membership at Ping On Healthcare last year grew by 482%, like five bagger. And um, operating profit grew by 100%. So if they can continue this kind of growth, I mean, that's only one of their divisions, right? Then sure, it's a decent company to own, but it's not cheap. And I keep looking at it and comparing it to, I've been watching a few Warren Buffett movies, uh, videos mm-hmm. just to remind myself, because you know, every once in a while you have to go back to basics. Right. And I've been kind of like thinking, would he or wouldn't he buy Discovery at these levels? And I think he wouldn't. I would, but I don't think he would because hmm. he looks for phenomenal growth. Tick that box because uh, Discovery are producing phenomenal growth. Global domination. Um, they're certainly expanding globally, but they don't dominate, right? right. Um, and they've had one problem where, where they did this JV with Hancock in the U.S. and it didn't work, and now they've gone back into it, and the question is can they make it work? Do they have a unique selling point, a USP? Um, they sell insurance. That's not a unique, is it? No. Um, it's, 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 it's kind of solid, but how do they position themselves differently? And I think they've done fantastically well with vitality. So they're, they're not just selling you insurance. They're actually changing your behavior. Um, and then of course the kiss principle. Keep it simple, stupid. Uh, selling insurance. The insurance I don't think is a simple product. Um, but selling insurance is, Simple but, enough. But they're not really selling insurance. They're almost capturing lives. <laughs> like my girlfriend's obsessed with that vitality thing. It's changed her life. <laughs> Absolutely. Lives. She, I, I she's a slave to a smoothie and a and three hundred points and all that kind of stuff. <laughs> and, and half my office. Here. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so they're not selling insurance. They they really are just capturing people. Yeah, they they're changing behaviors. I, I don't mean like a Gupta Gupta capture, <laughs> but they insurance yeah. capture. <laughs> all right. Anyway, so I think I would own this stock, even though it's fairly expensive. I think it will grow into its earning ratio, but understand that it's not, it may not happen tomorrow or next year or the year after. It'll take a while. And, and who can time it, right? Yeah. They report on Tuesday, actually, so we'll see what they've got in store for us. All right. So the bottom line is, even though you don't think Warren Buffett would, you think you might. I'd like to own Discovery okay. shares, yeah. All right.
Anyway, and, and that's pretty much it, I think, for today. We look forward to the budget on Wednesday, no matter who delivers it. And then, of course, we've also got, <laughs> <laughs> we've also got the Moody's uh, rating watching the budget. I mean, I heard in the corridors that it's probably not a good idea if Malusi Gigaba delivers the budget because apparently when the rating agencies last year, when they went on this roadshow and they are, they asked him if he knew, if he could explain the contingency account, he couldn't. That's heard, aye, in, the, aye, heard aye. in the corridors. <laughs> so Yeah, they're not impressed with him. No. But nobody is. No, He's an unimpressive shame. dude. I hear all kinds of uh, horrible names being used to describe him. Shame. All right, Anthea, thank you. Thank you very much, guys. There Have we go. There's a uh, look at what's going on in the markets and a forecast of what we may be interested in during the course of this week. This is CliffCentral.com.